Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. We are in the midst of answering the great question posed by Darren Daily community member, Cindy Watskill, who asked, you've interviewed some of the most successful and influential people of all time. What are the most common characteristics that struck you when you met these people? Okay, well, in the last episode, we discussed characteristic number one. They are rabid, almost bordering on obsessive learners. They mine gold everywhere that they go and with everyone that they meet. The second characteristic is they have a passionate, deeply personal sense of purpose. This goes beyond being goal-oriented. They are mission-minded, and their mission isn't some pretty-sounding statement written on the lobby wall of their office. This is something sacred to them. It possesses them, and they have an unrelenting drive to see it through. No matter the cost, no matter the sacrifices, it will be done, or they will die on the battlefield trying. Surrender is never considered. When we profiled Howard Schultz, the now former CEO and chairman of Starbucks on our cover back in 2011, Schultz had only returned just a few years prior. From 1985 to 2000, Schultz had taken a six store location that he bought to over 3,500 stores and the image of somebody holding a Starbucks cup being a actual status symbol in our society. But after he retired in 2000, over the next eight years, Starbucks got into trouble. Their stock had dropped 42% and Schultz had to step back in to try and save the day. Everybody on Wall Street predicted the Starbucks demise. They called his attempt at saving the company a death march. He might slow it down, they said, but it's still going down. McDonald's will definitely kill them, they said. Their best days were behind them. Everybody said in unison. But Schultz wasn't stepping back in to save Starbucks for the investors. He was stepping back in to save it for the 180,000 employees. On a cold winter day in 1961, his father, Fred Schultz, a diaper delivery man, slipped on black ice and broke his hip and ankle. Howard was still seven years old and vividly remembers that day. He said, that image of my father slumped on the family couch, his leg in a cast from his ankle to his hip, unable to work or earn money with no health insurance, no workers comp, no severance, and no way now to make ends meet because they fired him. The defeat and desperation on my father's face, that image is still burned into my mind. Schultz grew up in a Brooklyn housing project, but vowed to himself that if he ever got to a position where he could take care of other people under his employ, like his father needed to be taken care of then, that he would. When discussing Schultz's return to Starbucks and his motivation behind it, he said it was for the 180,000 Starbucks people and their families. During the turnaround, Schultz had to find a way to cut more than a half a billion dollars in expenses in order to survive. Over the previous 12 months, the healthcare cost for Starbucks was over $300 million. The board and shareholders said cutting the healthcare was the easiest remedy. I remember the story of Schultz recounting a difficult call that he took from one of his original institutional shareholders. The investor was pressing him on his plan to cut expenses. He said, the dire situation is giving you all the cover you need to cut the healthcare costs. No one will criticize you. It's the only time you'll be able to do this. You'll cut 300 million 
right off the expense sheet. Schultz responded with, listen, I can cut 300 million out of a lot of things, but do you wanna just kill the company and kill the integrity and trust that people have in this company and what it stands for? There's no way I will do it. If that's what you want me to do, you should sell your stock, Howard said to the investor. When asked how he could have such conviction, his answer was, that look on my dad's face. Starbucks has become a living legacy of my father. He finished with, you've got to be willing to fight for what you believe in. So, do you feel that sense of duty in your own work, in your own mission? That sense of mission, that sense of sacred purpose with what you do? Because without it, it's not likely you'll be able to endure the tough times. When everybody's counting you out, it will only be the flame of your faith and conviction in your mission that will light the way forward for you.